Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out this week's episode of the One Man Podcast. It's always free and available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play Music, and many more, as well as on the web at onemanpodcast.com. So please, whatever platform you're listening on, like and subscribe. Uh, while you're at it, give it a rating, leave a review. Why? Because it helps the podcast, and I'd really appreciate it. How about that? What about social media? Search One Man Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to keep up with what's going on there. Get a little extra content for yourself. And finally, to get in touch, please send your emails to contact at onemanpodcast.com. You send it, I read it on the podcast, that's the deal. Thanks for listening, guys, and I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hey, it's Paul Meyerhog from the Comedy Network and Comedy Central. You're listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! It's Josh Williams here, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 130 for Wednesday, November 6, 2019. How's it going, onesies? You guys having a good week so far? Enjoying life and all it has to offer. The weather has turned very cold here in uh, Ontario. I was on the uh, the road last week doing some shows at Absolute Comedy in Kingston. Uh, it rained a lot of the time that I was there. Uh, which kind of made just, it just generally shitty um, most of the time, but it's still, it's been raining since I've been home. Um, actually, as I speak right now, there is beautiful uh, sunshine setting, setting only. So the sky is blue and you can actually see some colors in the clouds and things like that, but it was raining earlier today uh, and yesterday and uh, for as long as I can <laughs> remember. Uh, this week, guys, I'm going to tell you about some movies that I saw, uh, tell you about, um, what else am I going to tell you about? Uh, one of my colleagues that I work with, sorry guys, I saw these Invisaligners, I just brushed them, just stuck them back in, so they're sitting kind of funny on my teeth right now. Um, sorry that you're going to have to endure that. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm going to tell you about one of my colleagues, I worked with a, uh, a comedian named uh, Steph Lang from the UK, first time uh, working with a, a British comic, um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, know, I know lots of Canadians who've gone over and worked in uh, the UK for a while, but it's my first time working with one there, so we just had a bunch of fun times talking about uh the difference between our cultures and things like that. Um, I got a haircut at a place I always get in Kingston, and this time it was fucking garbage. Um, I'll tell you about some of the stuff I watched on Netflix. Went to go see a movie. Saw Terminator Dark Fate. I'll tell you my thoughts on that. Uh, I had a game night here, and I even picked up some stuff for uh, some whiskey tastings I'm hoping to do. There's all sorts of things to talk about this week. So uh, why don't we just jump right at her. Last week, right after the podcast, uh, I think while I was getting ready to head to Kingston, I recorded on Tuesday, of course, and I'm recording again on Tuesday. That's just how it happens. I record in the past and then you get it and you're like, what? I thought it was today. Uh, I don't think any of you guys think that by now. All my, all my regular listeners, you guys know what you're in for. Um, so I watched last Tuesday night before I left for, uh, you know, Kingston, I watched a, a documentary called the game changers. I told you guys I was going to do it. Um, it is all about these athletes doing, uh, like a plant-based diet and stuff like that. I chatted with my buddy Peter the next day about it. Uh, just, you know, on the car, I call him, he calls me, we're shooting, shooting shit on the phone. And, um, he was like, so was it, was it good? Is it like, is it preachy? I'm like, no, it's, it's not the slightest bit preachy. It's not like, Hey, you got to be vegan or nothing like that. These are athletes who are looking for ways to, you know, train better, to, uh, recover better, things like that. And just a lot of them just kind of were naturally led towards plant-based, whatever. Watch the, you got, you gotta watch the documentary. It's entertaining. It's fun. It's informative. There's so many funny things in it. Uh, like for example, Arnold Schwarzenegger's in it. And that guy's hilarious. You listen to him in interviews. He's always hilarious. Um, Arnie's in it. Um, some, uh, UFC fighters, some, uh, NFL players like, and the information that they give you in it is very, very interesting. I'm not going to go into too much detail, but there's a scene even where they, uh, have three different athletes put these like rings that are attached to a, uh, you know, not sensor, but yes, sensor, sensor and, and uh, data collection device. And they got two rings on them. And one of them goes around the base of your penis. And the other one goes around just the bottom of the head of your penis. And the idea is that it, it, uh, tracks how many erections and how many, uh, and how strong, I guess the erections are, uh, over the course of the night while you're sleeping. Cause apparently we guys, we get, uh, we get the, oh, we guys and those of us who don't identify as males yet have penises. Um, we get erections over the course of the evenings. Uh, and, uh, I guess that because of like, you know, the stuff in your blood and whatnot, and they go into that in the documentary, uh, animal proteins and things like that, that tend to, uh, murk up your blood 
and it makes it more difficult for blood flow and things like that. So, um, you know, so if, if it's not about health or, or being a better athlete, they're like, Hey fellas, you you want to be getting uh stronger boner. So they actually have a scene where they show them what their, what their dicks were like, uh, on nights that they had meat meals before bed. And then what their, what their dicks were like when they had just a plant-based, uh, meal before bed. And that's not, we're not talking about plant-based, like, Hey, just have a salad or whatever. Like there's all sorts of shit out there now. Like it's so much better to be vegetarian or vegan now than it was fuck 20 years ago. The, the stuff you know, like I'm a vegetarian. I just eat salads and I struggle to breathe. Help me. I think that's maybe you think it's a cry for help when someone's like, I'm a vegan. I'm a vegan. They're like, ugh, I don't want to hang out with you anymore. They're like, no, I meant like talk me into eating meat. I don't know. Spend time with me. Help me. Um, it's just so funny to me. I, I don't know if I told you guys this joke that I had in my head the other day, but I was, well, not that I had in my head. It's a joke that I, I had happened the other day. I was with two people and one of them was saying like, oh, I'm a celiac. And the other person said, what does that mean? And I said, it means we don't invite them to go out and eat with us. Because <laughs> there's nothing more irritating those people in the, uh, I get it. I get it. You get fucking food sensitivities and shit. I'm just saying you're annoying to be with, especially when people are trying to enjoy going out. I want to go out and have a meal that I don't have to cook myself. Yeah, but can we go somewhere where by the time we've we've settled all of my allergy needs, um, it's just such a boring meal that you wish you had not paid three times the, the actual price for it? I mean, I, I see some of these meals where I'm like, I don't want to... Store-bought prices would upset me, and I got to go pay three times as much tax and tip on this meal because, you know, you can't have bread? I don't know. I must... Whatever. I, by now, I think I built enough equity with you guys to know that I'm not a piece of shit. I don't, I'm not hating on you for having the allergy. Just don't come eat with me. <laughs> you got it. You got a food sensitivity. Then, uh, you know, stay away from the food. <laughs> don't tell me to stay away from it too. All right. It's not going to turn us all into zombies. Um, I don't know what the fuck my point was with that. I'm saying the game changer is a great documentary. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, it's worth watching. It's fun. It's interesting. To, it was really interesting to me. It was funny. Uh, you know, uh, and I learned a lot. I learned a lot, um, you know, but it's not like, like I said, not preachy. It's not like, Hey, you got to do this. You're going to, you know, you're going to die and blah, blah. You know, it's just, it's honestly like a lot of different little pieces of information. And, uh, like I said, there's a lot of great athletes in it that'll tell you what their results were before they went plant-based and what they went, what, what they've been like afterwards. Uh, it's compelling, whatever it's called the game changers. It's on Netflix, at least in Canada. Check it out. Um, while I was in, uh, Kingston, we, I'm trying to remember where the fuck I was. I was in Kingston. Uh, I was with uh, two comics. It was with Stephanie Lang, who I mentioned earlier from the UK. And I was with uh, my buddy, Larry Excel. And uh, I think after one of the shows, we were just chatting. I think it was Halloween, right? Because Halloween was Thursday. So may as well get into this way. Um, they don't have uh, trick-or-treating in the UK, or at least it's not very big there. So Stephanie, being 34 years old, uh, came to Canada and she was here on Halloween. And she's like, I've never, I've never had Halloween before. I, I didn't know this. When she arrived, she arrived Thursday. And, uh, she popped in with a friend, dropped off her stuff and then like went out. She's like, yeah, we're gonna go out and get some, some food. I was like, okay. Um, and then when we got to the club that night, there was a giant pile of candy and chips on the table in the green room and Steph's like, I want trick or treating for the first time. It's a terrible British accent, but she's like, I want trick or treating. I was just like, I'll oh, give me some sweets. And they're like, what are you supposed to be? She's like, I'm a 34 year old British person. Who's never, who's never had that. I was like, we were all like, that's amazing. Cause of course to us, that's crazy, right? You're 34 years old. You never done trick or treating. So she was just having fun going door to door in the neighborhood that we were staying in, uh, getting, getting food, getting candies, sweets, as she called them. Give me sweets. Uh, so, but the thing was, she just dumped them all on the table in the back. I don't, I don't even know if she had a chance to try many of them, but she just had fun trick or treating and then gave the candy to the, the staff and whatnot at the club. So that was cute. That was very cool. Um, I, I just, I think it's funny. It's always every now and again, you're reminded that you, you know, cultures are different, right? <laughs> it's not like I forgot, Hey, are we all different? But overall, I mean, anything North, like there's a lot of differences just between Canada and the U S right. So but a lot of stuff we have so similar. They also don't have Walmart in the UK, I learned. Mm-hmm. Walmart, who I thought conquered the planet, um, is not in the, is not in the England. They're not there. So, uh, I don't know. It was interesting stuff. It was fun hanging out with Steph. Um, I remember, so yeah, we watched the, on Halloween night, we were talking about like horror movies and stuff like that. And, and I think Steph brought up the movie Us, uh, which I saw and I thought was okay. 
But I spoke with both, you know, I was talking, the three of us were talking, Larry, Steph, and myself, and it turned out neither of them had seen the movie Get Out. And I checked on my phone real quick. I'm like, oh, it's on Netflix. When we get back to the condo, we can fucking watch it. So Halloween night, we sat and watched Get Out. I've already seen it. A lot of people already seen it. I don't need to talk about it, but they both found it fun. But for some reason, they're like, well, I, we didn't think it was as good. Larry hadn't seen us either, but uh, they were just kind of like, well, it's it's a bit strange. Like some of these weird things are happening. I would just fucking leave. I'm like, well, then you don't have a movie. Right. And some people are dumb. They stick around till the shit gets way too bad. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun to watch. Uh, I think one of the, the following nights, Steph and I watched the departed. We were talking about some, some really good movies and things like that. And she had never seen, neither had Larry. Larry hadn't seen the departed either, but he sat and he watched it with us while he had his dinner, but then he just went to bed. He was, he was avidly against Scorsese movies. So, uh, we watched the departed. Uh, it was actually long. I think we finished around two o'clock in the morning. So Steph was like, that was, that was really good. And I, I kept looking over at her cause the, the way the living room was set up, like I was sitting on the couch, she was sitting in like a, I guess, what do you call it? Like not a love seat. Cause that's like a two person couch an armchair. There you go. She's sitting in an armchair, uh, watching every time, like every, you know, 30 minutes or so I would look over and I expected her to be asleep, passed out. And, uh, no, she was, she was wicked into it. She was like, yeah, great, great movie. Um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, also again, net, get get out and the departed are on Netflix in Canada. So that's where we were all Netflix all day in that well, not all day, but we were all Netflix when we were at the condo, you guys. Um and then funny enough, uh I think like the next day we were uh the sun had come out briefly. So I was I was touring around, you know, I do what I do, which is I went to Costco. Right. When I'm in another town, I want to go show Costco some love, get some, some food supplies and things like that. So I went to Costco and I got, uh, got some things for the condo. Um, I popped into chapters there cause I like checking me out some chapters and, uh, it's actually a different name in Indigo, whatever. Um, but I went in there just to see if they had any different board games or anything like that. And, uh, they had this really cool, like whiskey glass sort of tasting board. It was like, it's like a whiskey flight. Um, but I've been been chatting with some people here in Ottawa about doing, uh, you know, like a whiskey tasting, you know, having some people over and tasting some different whiskeys and stuff like that. And, uh, and it sounds fun, of course. Uh, and I'm sure it sounds fun to the people who are suggesting it. Like, can we come over and drink your whiskeys? Um, you can, and I'll save you the trouble of having to buy a whole bottle. <laughs> but, uh, so I'm thinking something I'd like to do is, is these flights do three glasses and I'm thinking I'd like to do like some whiskey tastings, um, you know, I, I actually, the, the point of the story is that I went back the following day and bought three more. So I have a total of these f- four flights. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'd like to start doing some whiskey tastings. Um, you know, have people, I'll, I'll pick three different whiskeys. So I could pick like, for example, I could do like a bourbon night and we're doing three different bourbon tastings and it could be three different bourbons do like a, you know, wild Turkey, Jim beam and Jack Daniels. And there's like, here's three different bourbons at entry level. Or I could do like a, here's Jack Daniels, you know, sour mash bourbon. And I could do like a Jack and then a gentleman Jack and then a Jack Daniels single barrel. So it's three different kinds of the Jack Daniels line. And then try those and see what people think through that. That's a possibility. Or, um, you know, do three different Lefroigs. If I'm doing a scotch, I can do three different from the same distillery and three different levels of that, or do three different Islas, which are the PD ones. So, you know, three different ones of that style, or I could do scotches, three different, I could do a Highland, a Speyside and a, and a Isla to show people kind of the differences. But I mean, it's, it's the same thing as it's, 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 I've got all sorts of different whiskeys in my collection and different levels. And it would be interesting for, you know, if anyone wants to learn, I could do a, I could even do a, a three different, uh, types of, excuse me, Jesus, whiskey evening where someone gets to try a rye, they get to try a bourbon, they get to try a scotch. Now that's difficult because what, what bourbon do you pick? What scotch do you pick? What, you know, rye do you pick to be the the quintessential, at least if it's somebody who's never tried the differences, right? I mean, you could do crown Royal for the rye, but it's, there's a lot of ryes that are a lot more bitey and things like that. Um, in terms of bourbon, some like, Oh, Jack Daniels is like, yeah, that's not even your traditional bourbon though. That's like a sour mash whiskey. Um, anyways, the point being is if any of my listeners, I know I've got some buddies uh, who listen and who are my, you know, are drinkers. Um, I would love to, to do something like that. And I'm thinking I would just basically to just cover my own costs. I would charge only what, you know, it costs me. I need my phone one second here. Oh, can I reach it? Always put everything as far as possible. When I'm doing the podcast. Okay. Sorry. So just as an example, all right, 
I thought, I know that there's 40 ounce bottles and I always thought that the, the 750 mils were the 40 ounces, but then obviously when you're an adult, you're not buying fucking 40 ounce bottle. If you are, you're a lunatic. Um, but I'll give you an example. All right. So I found out there's about 25 point change in ounces in a 750 milliliter bottle of alcohol, which is your standard for whiskeys and things like that. So let's just say it's a $40 bottle divided by 25 ounces. That's about a buck 60 a shot. So, uh, I probably, you know, let's say for example, I probably wouldn't do all forties. In fact, a lot of the whiskeys in my collection are a little bit higher. So let's say, uh, let's, let's say it's some of my $60 bottles, my wild Turkey rare breed divide that by 25. We're looking about two fifty a shot. So I think, uh, I would try to curate it so that it was at least like, basically I don't, I don't want to charge anybody any more than what that ounce or whatever costs me, unless they want to do like ounce and a half or something like that. But, uh, cause one ounce in a glass doesn't look particularly impressive. You go, well, what's this? And it's like, oh, well, it's a sip and whiskey. Um, either way I figured out, but the point being is I'm not going to charge anybody more than what I paid for it. But at the same time, it's can get, can get pretty expensive for me letting people try. Like I've got, uh, I have three different $200 bottles in my collection right now, which again, I'm happy to share, but if I've only got 25 ounces in a bottle and I got three or four people who are, who are all trying it, I mean, that'll go quick. And, uh, let's see. Let's see what that costs. 200 divided by 25 should be an easy one. Yes, that's $8 an ounce right there. So just to give you guys an idea. So as much as I'd love to just be dolling out expensive whiskeys all night. Um, but that would be the kind of thing where, you know, we, we establish in advance. I, I think it'd be fun. Um, if you want to try, uh, you know, an ounce of, of $200 whiskey without having to go and buy a bottle. And at the same time, you know, yeah, you can go to a bar and try it, but they're not going to charge you eight bucks for it. They're going to charge you 25 or whatever the fuck it is. You know, they're going to charge you a lot more. So I'm thinking of doing like whiskey nights. I'm going to maybe predetermine what, uh, what type of thing it is. Like whether we're doing rye or bourbon or scotch or what the theme of the evening is trying one distillery, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm thinking of doing that. And, uh, and then just saying, Hey, like it's 15 bucks or 10 bucks or whatever the, the costs are going to be. And then, you know, as we're drinking them, we'll either, you know, play some cards or, um, I can curate sort of like, um, uh, some information, right? Like do a little bit of a, you know, here's some background of this distillery and here's what they do and here's what it's all about and blah, 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 blah. Here's their mash bill and their brewing method. Anyway, something I want to do. And I got the idea entirely from these whiskey flights because people have been asking me, you know, we should do tastings and stuff and. All right. So maybe I'll do that. Maybe once in a while we'll do a little, uh, whiskey tasting, but that's something I'm, I'm kind of excited about. I've, I'm still prepping for my album, so I'm, I'm not looking to develop any new things right now, but, uh, you know, if any of you onesies listening or interested in that sort of thing, would love to, uh, love to know your thoughts and would love to, uh, to have you come and do it. I'll play, I'll be posting stuff later on as that, as that idea gets a little bit closer. Um, also that same day that I went out and got the first one, um, Sorry, not the first day. I apologize. Not that it really fucking matters. Um, I remember the sun was out and I was like, oh, it's, it's nice out. We should get out of the condo. At least in my head, I'm like, I should get out of the condo because the sun's not been out for a few days now. And, uh, so in my head, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out. I'm going to, I'm going to go check out. Uh, I mean, speaking of whiskey in my head, I'm like, you know what? Uh, different stores have different whiskeys available. And uh, a lot of whiskeys are on sale right now at the LCBO, the liquor control board of Ontario. So I'm like, I gotta go, uh, I gotta go do some things. I go and I got, I want to get some more of those whiskey flights too. So, um, I, I messaged Steph and was like, Hey, I'm going to go run a, a couple of errands out. Did you want to come with, you know, I can take you anywhere you need to go to. So that's when we were driving around. She's telling me there's no Walmart ever. So we go to the LCBO and as I'm parking and walking towards the door, I'm, I realized she had mentioned that she doesn't, doesn't drink. She's been like 10 years sober. She mentions it on stage and I just remember thinking like on our walk to the door and I go, Oh, you fucking idiot. You just took somebody. <laughs> you just took somebody who's been sober to the liquor board, you know, to the liquor store. Like that's bad, bad form, party file, whatever you want to call it. So I'm asking her as we're walking, I'm like, oh, is this, is this bad? Like, I'm sorry. I, I totally spaced on the fact that you mentioned that you're, you know, you're, you're sober. You don't, you don't drink. And she's like, yeah, I'm actually 10 years sober today. Like on that actual, that was actually at the 10 year anniversary was that day. And I've kicked it off for her, but bring her to a fucking liquor store. I'm such an idiot. I didn't, I didn't mean to obviously, but then I asked her, I'm like, well, is it, you know, is it, if I buy, cause I was going to buy something to drink at the condom. I'm like, is that cool? If I, you know, 
buy this to drink at the condo? Like, are, is that cool? Would you prefer I didn't drink around you? You know, I'm sorry. I didn't even write. So she's like, no, 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 it's fine. She's like, I'm, I'm good. It was just a funny regular thing that happens to Josh in the sense that, yeah, of course, in attempting to do something nice, like, Hey, you want to go out for a bit? Uh, I'm going to bring you immediately to the one thing that you are celebrating 10 years of departure from. I'm a fucking idiot. But, um, Anyways, oh, by the way, the shows went great in Kingston. Shows were fun. Everyone had a good time. Uh, nothing really to report on them. I had a good time. Uh, we didn't have any openers or anything like that. So we had just, I hosted, Steph featured, and Larry headlined. Great times the entire week. Hats off to those comics. Um, Steph's going to be in uh, the Ottawa Club this week. Um, so if you guys have an opportunity to see her, obviously she's harder to, to see because she's lives across the, uh, the ocean from us. So, uh, if you get a chance to go see her, she's at the Ottawa absolute comedy. Um, yeah. What else did I do? Uh, I've already talked to you guys about my whiskey night. I'm sorry. If this is boring. No, I'm not apologizing. Uh, well, I am sorry. The truth is I am sorry if it's boring. I'm just trying to bang through this stuff. I have a, a big week ahead of me and I have to pack and do a ton of shit tonight. So kind of plowing through this, this one here, guys. Um, Let's, uh, let's get into my shitty haircut. All right. While I was in Kingston, I did basically, I was a consumer. We hung out and watched movies and then we did the shows. I did get some writing done. I'm very pleased about that. Um, so I'm just trying to bang out. It's so fucking hard to write some days, you know, and I've got all these writing exercises that I'll do, but when it comes to actually sitting down and writing and trying to structure and, you know, move my fingers across keys, I downloaded the Grammarly thing. It was so annoying to fucking use. And then it started affecting other things on my on my uh, searching and whatnot. It was just getting in the way. So I, I deleted that. Um, but yeah, uh, one of the days when it was raining, I decided I'm going to go out and get a, a haircut. There's a place in Kingston that I, uh, I always go to. They have decent, uh, actually quite decent priced haircuts. They always do a good job. I, I pay twice as like literally twice as much in Ottawa. Uh, and I get, uh, a, a, a like a job I'm not as happy with, you know, actually I gotta be honest, like the last quite a few times I go to the place I go to in Ottawa, not happy. Uh, reached out to my old barber, Jay, who was my barber right before I started stand up while I was still working with Telus. And, uh, he's got his own place now. So I've got an appointment with him on the 11th, but not that that's interesting. I'm just saying I'm getting another haircut real soon afterwards, but this place I go to in Kingston, it's cheap. So I'm like, cool. I'm going to get myself all cleaned up, done upright. I went to this place and the regular person that did my hair is, was not available. She was cutting her, someone else's hair when I walked in and I am that fucking guy who like, I walk in you're like, Hey, you want to cut? I'm like, yeah, sure. Even if I don't know how good you are. And I'm probably going to sound like an asshole. I don't mean to. All right. Part of it, you got to keep in mind. I'm angry because I got a shitty haircut. All right. But you know, just, just put yourself in my shoes. Okay. And just think, listen, I'm going to tell you about the experience. You guys just decide if you would be angry after the fact and have a difficult time telling the story without hate, like, hating on the person, right? Getting mad at them. So I walk in, my person's busy. This was, Now you guys might immediately go on like, like fucking needle on the record. Well, if you didn't want her, why don't you just say no, or you're waiting for your other person? All right, granted, but I don't have the balls to do that. I feel bad making, well, here's the thing. Yeah. I feel bad making other people feel bad, but apparently this bitch never problem making me feel bad. So here's the thing. She goes, so you want to check? Yeah, cool. I sit down, I show her what I'm looking for. I say, I'd like to leave the beard a little longer in the front. It sort of helps narrow my stupid fat face. And she's like, yep, yeah, perfect. We can do that. And then, uh, showed her a picture when I'm looking at me, I'm looking for this. She's like, yeah, no problem. So she, I don't even know. I, I don't have a sound around me that I'd be able to probably do it properly. So as I'm sitting there, I'm hearing like, and this is not the, the sound I'm just making. I can hear it in my ears is not synthetic enough or artificial enough to make it sound like it's kind of like, like it's, it sounds like an iron lung and it's, and it's coming from her chest. Now she's a big woman, big old breast, like not quite the same as Beth dog, the bounty hunter's wife, but she's got like big, she can't really get close to me without resting her stomach and her tits against my shoulder. And I'm just hearing. And it, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm feeling a breeze on me. I'm like, does this woman have like an, a respirator in her chest? And I was, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I was like a, 
bloodhound. I'm just like, I don't, what the fuck is going on? Where's this thing coming over? Where the fuck? And I could not let it go. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Because she would talk and she didn't sound like she was struggling to breathe or anything. So at first I was just, I was really weirded out by what is, I'm feeling a, a bit of a breeze coming from where I hear the sound in like the middle of her chest. And I can't see anything. She just looks normal. And when she talks, she doesn't sound like she's like a smoker. So there's no tracheotomy hole or anything like that. But just, I'm like, what the fuck was going on? So I was already uncomfortable. This woman's pressing her, her belly and her tits on my, on my shoulder and my side as she's cutting my hair. It's just so she can get close enough to cut it. And then I'm hearing this weird respirator sound coming from her chest, weirding me the fuck out. And then as we're, as she's cutting my hair, I'm just, I'm just noticing she's just kind of like going over everything really, really lightly and not really putting much into it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I've had, I've had haircuts, a lot of haircuts. Okay. And they usually go over a couple areas. Once twice. She just takes, when she does my beard, she just takes the, 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 the guide, uh, snaps it onto the thing and just does my entire face. Everything I said about leaving it long in the front, whatever, she completely disregarded and just shaved my whole face down to the the size that, that she had on the end of the thing. All right. So I'm not going to blame her for a weird West respirator thing or being, you know, kind of a little too fat to get, to get close enough to cut my hair without resting on me. Um, that's not, that's not her fault, that stuff. But blatantly, like acknowledging what I asked for and then completely disregarding. So when she shaved right across the sun, like my chin the first time, I was going to just say, you know, so I guess we're not, I guess we're not doing that leaving it long thing. I just, I was like, eh, you know, whatever. It's too late now. Even if she's like, oh shit, sorry. It's like, all I, all I, again, I'm trying to be a better person. All I did was make her feel bad if I do that, right? She's like, oh, like, so I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking give her less of a tip. I told you this. You didn't listen. You just do whatever. So she just, just. Cuts, cuts the beard, cuts my hair. Um, she, she missed a few things. It was like, I was sitting there going like, I got to remember all these things to say on the podcast. Cause there's just too many things missing. So like I said, the weird sounds, the pressing against me, the completely disregarding what I asked for with my facial hair. Um, I'm not saying it makes a huge difference in the long run, but I'm just saying that's what I asked for, right? Buying a product here or a service. So give me, give me what I paid for. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then when it's over, um, she does not dust, you know, you take the brush and you dust off all the excess. does not do that. Does not offer to like style it for me. Does not offer to put product in my hair. Just like when she's like, all right, you're done. And it grabs the, the, the blank. And I was chatting with her. I was being polite. She was talking about, uh, you know, uh, oh, well they trick or treat early in, in some parts now. And I'm like, oh really? And you know, I was being polite. I was making small conversation, which I did not want to do. I was tired. And so, yeah, all those things, I, I still tipped her four bucks on like a $20 haircut, but it was just, I don't know. I, uh, I really didn't like that guys really didn't like it. It was the worst haircut I've had at that place. I would never let that woman near my head again with scissors. But like I said, just everything from like, you know, I've even had like, uh, in some of the places, and in fact, in that place specifically where, when they're doing my neck, they will take and put a little bit of foam, you know, shaving cream in the back and straight razor clean up just a little back, whatever she, it was over and done in like 10 minutes. She did not give a fuck. And I'm actually the woman uh, who I normally get sitting right next to her. And I was a little kind of frustrated at her to be like, why didn't you warn me and say, I'll just be a minute if you want to wait for me. Yeah, no problem. Cool. Like warn me instead. She just let me sat there and that butcher fucking screwed up my hair. So again, I, I'm not pissed about it. It was just, I was just like, you know what? It grows back. And that's, I'm a lot more mellow with certain things now. And I think I just sat there going, it'll grow back. It'll grow back. I'm on stage for the next three fucking nights and people are gonna be staring at me. This doesn't look so horrible that I'm unpresentable, but not happy with it. Was not happy. And then I proceeded to go do my Costco and, and, you know, bookstore stuff and whatnot. Um, yeah. And then on, uh, Saturday, uh, like again, we did shows. I, I took stuff out the next day, all that fun stuff. Um, but, uh, on Saturday we decided all three of us to, uh, that we were going to go see the new Terminator movie, Terminator dark fate. Uh, this one directed by James Cameron, the director of the first and second ones. I don't know if he directed the first and second ones, but he was responsible for the, the first well, let's find out. I've got an internet device in front of me. Why don't I type in Terminator and see what James Cameron's role was in the first one. Terminator 1984. 
Uh, it is, it was directed by James Cameron and he was one of the writers. So there we go. So Jimmy Cameron there, he was responsible for, uh, the first Terminator and second Terminator T2 judgment day. So this one here, dark fate was written by James Cameron, uh, produced by James Cameron and Tim Miller, I believe is the name of the director. He was the guy who did like Deadpool and stuff like that. So it was going to be like, it's a good director, good writing team. Arnie's back. Linda Hamilton's back. This is gonna be the first Terminator movie. That's James Cameron driven, right? Um, since, since Terminator two, which was a fucking classic, classic action movie. So this one, the idea with it, if you're going in to see it is that you ignore T three rise of the machines, you ignore Terminator Genesis, you ignore Terminator salvation. I don't know if there's been another one, um, but you ignore all the other movies from Terminator two and you just watch this one as if it was Terminator three. And I got to tell you guys, stupid. It was stupid. Uh, it, it, I really, like everything they did with it. I didn't like, and, like, I got to say like almost everything. Some of the action scenes were cool, but nothing that hasn't been done before. I thought, uh, Terminator three rise of the machines was just as good. So was Genesis. So was, um, what was the other one there? Uh, salvation. I really thought all of those were just good. This was just another Terminator movie. It's not like it, it wound the clock back and it fixed some of the goofiness of some of the other ones. It was just a bad movie. Um, really don't like the plots they brought. Of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in it again. I really don't like what they did with him. Um, his, his reason for existing in some of the other movies were a lot better than this one. This one, they kind of just turned him into a, a bit of a fucking joke. Um, yeah, I mean, it's entertaining, but lower your expectations. It, it, there's no, the fact that it's James Cameron, and it's the original cast again, really does little to nothing. Uh, it's, and I gotta be honest with you. It's another one of those movies where I, and you guys know me, I hope that I don't care if there's a woman in the role. I don't give a fuck. There's lots of great movies with all female casts and, and being a woman doesn't make you weak or anything like that in my eyes. But this one had a lot of that heavy influence to like, let's make sure that we give guys the credit and then, Oh, what a big surprise. It's a woman. How could you be? How could you just assume it was a guy? Like there was that, that kind of shit creeping into this as well. And not creeping in. In some scenes, it was blatant. And you're like, for fuck's sakes, just make a strong woman. You don't have to trash guys in order to make a strong woman. You know what I mean? Um, and and not all of us just think women are fucking useless. Like, I don't give a fuck that it's a female Terminator. I don't care. Or she wasn't a Terminator. She was a protector. She was a woman, an augmented human. Whatever. She's not a machine. She's taking on Terminators. Good for her. I have no issue with that. But then it's like Linda Hamilton assumes that... Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I don't want to spoil anything for you. The assumption very early on is that is she's like, what did they, cause you don't know why the Terminators are trying to kill this one chick in the movie. So it's like, what, what do you do? And Linda Hamilton's like, let me guess. You're the mother of the, you're, you're his, let someone else play mother Mary. You're the, you're, you're not special. It's your son. Who's going to, it's all about like, oh, the son, the son, the male is going to be the man. And then it's like, it's not the male, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It, it's garbage. It's, it's fucking hot garbage. I, uh, entertaining for an hour, but in terms of it being this whole, like we've waited 20 years to bring James Cameron back. It's like, no garbage, fucking garbage, stupid, whatever. <laughs> Sorry guys. A little passionate about that one. Uh, don't give a fuck about that movie. Um, I'm running out of, I'm this is like 32 minutes in and I'm already, you know, I'm already running out of shit to talk about. Well, you know what? That's probably a good thing, right? We'll make this short episode. I got a shit to do. do. Um, wow. I feel like the old podcast would take me so much longer to get through this stuff. Cause I would have just dragged on about it. Had a games night with my friends last night. Yeah. Jess, Evan, Jad came over. We played uh betrayal legacy. Oh my God. Great game. Betrayal house in the hill. Very Halloweeny theme. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, exploring a house. Bad shit happens. Spooky, haunting, killy, killy, stabby, stabby. Um, and of course the legacy game is a permanent one. That's, uh, you know, changed with, uh, destroying cards and marking cards and stickers on the boards and things like that, that forever change the landscape. And, uh, we had a great time. We played uh, two games with the pro prologue and, uh, chapter one. And we had a fantabulous, a sheriffous time. We enjoyed ourselves. Um, 
yeah, it was quite fun. And then of course we sipped on some, uh, some whiskey and stuff at the same time. So, uh, I had a great time, uh, really enjoying these legacy games. I was playing pandemic legacy with Mika, his lovely wife and uh, her cousin some time ago. And, uh, we're gonna be doing that again soon. I've been, uh, what else? I've been applying for all sorts of promo marketing stuff. Um, I got that coming up this week. I'll tell you about it in a minute, but, uh, I just spend a lot of time in front of the computer booking things, booking things, comedy shows, working on, uh, events. So just, just honestly busy, busy had a, a conference call earlier today with uh, a potential new partner, uh, you know, cold brew coffee company. And, uh, we're just working on the logistics of how they're going to get me that, uh, that coffee. Cause it's uh, something that has to stay refrigerated and they, the shipping of, of, you know, refrigerated shipment trucks are, are difficult. It's very, very difficult. So we're going to try to see if we can make that happen. <laughs> Um, or, or find an alternative that, that works for us in the meantime. Um, cause even if I go pick like they're in Toronto. So even if I go pick up everything, I couldn't possibly store and refrigerate all the stock. It might just not be feasible, but, uh, that's something we're going to work on. I, cause I, I really enjoyed their product. They took good care of me at EGLX, uh, the gaming, uh, convention that I was at in Toronto. And I would just love to be able to you know, have their stuff available and to, um, you know, make, uh, get it in other people's mouths and hands and things like that, you know, but, uh, but we'll figure more of that out in the coming, uh, coming weeks. And, uh, sorry, just doing my, uh, my notes here, getting, uh, getting messages, right? No rest for the wicked. Um, yeah. So that's, I think that's about it for this week, right? Why don't we move into the, I've also decided, um, that I'm for the time being, and this is my decisions. Um, I'm going to, uh, forego the, uh, uncle John's bathroom readers articles for now. Cause it's, uh, for myself, it's, it's just work at the moment. Uh, I used to have more time to sort of sit down. I was reading them before bed and things like that. And I'd find an article I liked and I felt like it really coincided with the, the theme of the week. Um, now it's like 10 minutes for the podcast. I'm, I'm just grabbing a random one off the shelf and trying to find something that maybe, you know, makes sense or something interesting. And it's just, I'm not putting the work into it. And, I honestly, I've never had somebody be like, you know what I really love is those, like that bathroom article thing that you send. So, um, my partnership with portable press, uh, at any time I can just stop. And I, uh, for the moment, I feel like I'm just gonna stop. So until I'm excited to, to share an article or something with you guys, I, uh, I'm just gonna stop, but they're still great. If you're interested in them guys, they're still available to you, but I, uh, I'm going to spare myself the time of that and, uh, and yourselves as well until you guys decide, you know, Hey, we, you know what? We miss that. We like it and give us some more. Um, and having said that I will get into the sponsors portion, but I will start off with my partners at absolute comedy. Um, absolute comedy does have great shows in all three cities that they're in Kingston, Ottawa, and Toronto. So check out absolutecomedy.ca to see what shows are playing, uh, in your area. Absolute Comedy is the best live stand-up comedy from across North America with locations in Kingston, Toronto, and Ottawa, Ontario. These comedians have been featured on Just for Laughs, Netflix, Comedy Central, CBC's The Debaters, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Conan, The Comedy Network, and much, much more. Go to absolutecomedy.ca to see this week's lineup. Planning a night out is easy with dinner and show packages available at all locations. Live comedy is a great choice if you're organizing a celebration, fundraiser, company outing, or corporate event. Want the show brought to you? They'll send comedians to your venue with performances tailored to your event, creating a night of laughs your guests will love and won't soon forget. So for showtimes, ticket prices, gift certificates, special shows, and more, head to absolutecomedy.ca. Again, that's absolutecomedy.ca for the best live stand-up comedy from across North America. And we're back. So, uh, who else do I have? Did I forget anybody? I didn't forget anybody. You know, I didn't forget them. My partners at DK, Dorling Kindersley, DK.com, uh, in the States, DK.com slash CA in Canada, or just Google DK books, uh, wherever you are. And you will find the latest, uh, the latest you'll find, uh, your, uh, your local hub on the interweb. Um, the first book that I'm doing uh, this week is one I'm actually excited about. They have a big, big, big series about this. You can find whatever you're looking for. Generally speaking, any major spot that you're going to in the world, they will have one of these on it. It's from the DK eyewitness series. And, uh, this one here is New York city. It's the 2020 edition, uh, beautiful skyline shot right on the cover, but these books are all designed to let you know what, Ooh, there's a map. I didn't even see this. How the fuck did I miss this? There's a map of New York city in the back too. So you get the map of the cities that you're going to as well. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. So these, these books are all about planning, discovering, uh, the different experiences that you can have, um, 
it's hard to put into words for a review purpose in terms of structuring it, but it has all the different things in New York. They've got some of their favorite spots like the Shakespeare in the park, uh, sort of say spots, some, some of the events they have Shakespeare in the park, things like that, the Harlem gospel and soul food, uh, events and things like that. They, they refer to a lot of different things. So there's tons of like maps in this, um, different areas. They'll make like little five day suggestions for you, what you should do, uh, things like that. Um, maps of certain areas showing you walkable paths. They have all the regular things that you would expect. So I'm just going to blow through those real quick. Like, you know, um, shopping areas and, and touristy areas and seeing, you know, lady Liberty and stuff like that. I, I go to New York. Uh, I'm going to try to make it a yearly thing now. Uh, I'd love to go more than just once a year, but, um, I love New York city and it's so hard to decide where to go. So I asked them, I asked DK for this book because I wanted to be able to decide where to go. It's got all the museums and parks and, and, restaurants, like all that basic stuff that, that any, any good tourism book should have. Um, but it's got the areas to, I actually, there's a page here where it's got the ghostbusters and it's showing, uh, you know, different parts of the city where, where certain movies took place and things like that. Um, it's, it's really cool. Uh, it's really cool, but I like the, the walking maps too. So it'll show you like an area, like walking through Greenwich or whatever, Greenwich village, um, and just different places that you can go where to start, where to finish. Um, it's a, it's a great book. I mean, I, I, there's not a whole lot I can say without picking one thing. I like the, there's a section that says, just says a short walk for, uh, through little Italy and Chinatown. It shows you where to start the different things along the way that you can see and then where to finish. Um, it talks about the Bronx, talks about Brooklyn. It talks about, uh, Queens, like all the different boroughs in the area. Um, there's sections on Soho and things like that. Soho cigar bar is fantastic. I don't know if they have that in here. I didn't get through the entire Soho section. Um, but overall guys, I mean, if you're traveling to a spot, these, these books are fantastic. Get, get yourself excited for where you're going by grabbing one of these. You know what I mean? It's called DK eyewitness. If you go to the travel section of DK's website, you'll be able to see all of the different cities and things like that, that they have available. Um, so check that out. All right. Save you the, save you the, the painstaking time of me just sort of going over each and every page and telling you how much I love it. Um, I, I enjoyed my experience with that eyewitness book didn't spend as much time on it as I would like to, because I was spending my time reading this next book, which is another one from Tom Ang, who's big in photography. Uh, Tom Ang has all sorts of, you can go to DK's book if you do, or DK's website. If you look at, uh, Tom Ang, you'll see all the different photography books. He's got, he's got another great book called, uh, how to photograph absolutely everything, which is amazing. But this one here that I'm reviewing, uh, this week is photography, the history, art, and technique. Um, it comes in a really nice sleeve. So if you know anyone who's interested in, in photography or whatever, it makes it a great holiday gift. We are getting into that season. Um, this book I really, really liked. Um, it has a lot of classic images and stuff like that. The flower power one, right? Where that person's putting the, the, the daisy in the barrel of the gun. Um, I, I really, really like Tom Ang's photography books. Um, some of them are more streamlined to what you're looking for than others. Um, but this one is actually showcasing, uh, different photographers and things like that. So it's not all about, you know, Tom Ang and Hey, here's just a history of photography. He actually will is showcasing a lot of photographers in here. And I think someone with the experience of Tom Ang, uh, is a good person to sort of say, Hey, here's some ones that we should focus on. Um, but that's what a lot of this book is, is focusing on photographers and then the history of photography. So the story of it and things like that and how things came along to be in photography. Um, I like, I, I learned a lot about this in, um, in screen education when I was in high school, we had like uh, video and, and photography and things like that. Um, as part of the process. So it was very interesting, but they talk about how they improved color, uh, you know, in, in photography and things like that. There's actually the really famous picture. I believe this was in the photography book also by Tom Ang, uh, the FSA documentary image. It's one of the most famous images in the farm security administration series was a portrait of this migrant worker and her children taken by Dorothy Lang, L A N G E. Uh, in 1936 at a camp at, sorry, at a camp in Nipomo, California. Um, yeah, it's a great picture. And I think that picture has since been colorized. Um, and there's other pictures of that same shoot available. Um, there's pictures of like Nazi propaganda and stuff like that in here too. Uh, things that, that, that they used, um, camera designs, whatever I, I, I can rant and rave about it. There's, it's a history book. It tells you more 
What the fuck picture is that? I missed that one. Uh, Bent, so you guys can Google this one just to see what, what stopped me in my tracks. Bendy Man ad. This 1987 advertisement for Ferguson by Steve, for Ferguson, whoever that is, by Steve Cavalier was achieved by combining three transparencies blended into a seamless and stunningly convincing image. Yeah, you guys see this picture. It's fucked up. Um, but anyways, yeah, the book is about history of photography, um, different tools, cameras, uh, technological advances in the art of photography. It's a great book. So again, if you know anyone who's a photographer and you're like, well, I can't afford to buy them camera lenses and you know, they don't need, they don't need tips and tricks because that's not what this book is about. It's not about tips and tricks to become a better photographer. It's more about learning the history. I've got books on the history of whiskey. You know, that's as much as I like whiskey and I know, I know a reasonable amount. It's nice to be able to learn more about the history of something that you're passionate about. So if you guys know people who are interested in, uh, in photography and you're looking for something that they may enjoy and may give them some insight to some, some things that they, uh, they did not know before, this is the one babies. Um, they do have little tips and tricks in the back, but again, it's not, it, it's not predominantly that this book photography history, art technique by Tom Ang. Great book check it out. It's definitely, uh, I, as much as I like this stuff, when I'm finished reading it, I do have some photographers in my life and I think that, uh, this would make good gifts for them. So, um, you know, I, and I, of course I, I can never pick, uh, who gets my, my DK stuff when I'm done with it. So, um, you know, if you want it, go get it. Go get that stuff from DK guys. It's always good stuff. I got a ton. I did a video earlier today promoting uh, my latest shipment of DK books, letting you guys know what I'm going to be reviewing in the upcoming weeks. So many wicked books. I'm so excited. I'm going to be happy as a cochon in caca uh, for the next little while. Um, and speaking of that, and of course, dropping the French, that was not intentional, but, uh, it's a great segue into what I got going on. I am going to be doing a marketing campaign four hours into Quebec in uh, Northern Quebec, where, uh, I think it's pretty much all French. So I will be speaking the French there without the English accent. That will be seulement en français pour moi, parler en français. Uh, aux personnes francophones. Um, I'm going to be speaking French, uh, for the next like five days straight. So, uh, early tomorrow morning while you guys are, are, are getting this downloaded podcast, cause I know that you subscribe, this thing's going to be, uh, downloading itself on your devices. I'm going to be driving my ass to Quebec cause I'm going to be there for five days doing a, uh, a marketing thing for uh, Canadian tire, a Canadian tire in the French area there in the Quebec. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm hanging out with my buddy Khalil, who I've worked with before on many things, but I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to be living in that, uh, in that city. We got a hotel and, uh, I will be back late Sunday night. So pretty much next week's episode, we'll be telling you guys all about things going on there. I don't know what, um, I really have no idea what, uh, is going to happen this next week in terms of stories that'll be of interest to you guys, but I'm going to bring a, you know, I'm going to bring my next DK book with me. I'm going to read that, uh, keep working on the comedy stuff and maybe just some goofy shit will happen to me. Last time I was working with Khalil doing one of these store openings, uh, he grabbed the back of the, the car and busted my face open, um, with the, the, the back gate of my vehicle. So I hope that doesn't fucking happen this time. Uh, we're also sharing a hotel room. So I feel like, uh, <laughs> I feel like that's gonna be interesting. It's probably going to be more him more being stuck with me than it is me stuck with him. Um, he even mentioned like one time, I think we were just joking around. I was asking about jerking off or whatever, not at the hotel or whatever, but just, just, we were having a conversation months ago and, uh, and he was just saying like, yeah, he doesn't do that. I go, you don't jerk off. He's like, no, why would I, why would I do that to my body? I'm like, what do you mean? Do that to your body. Reward it. Reward your body for showing up every day. That's what, that's how I look at it. I wake up. I'm like, huh, everybody's back. No one's outside. My heart's still working. My lungs, my brain, right? Every, all the organs are still here. You guys showed up. You know what? Let's rub one out in celebration. That's what it is. Every day you wake up and pop the cork. Another day going on to do that to your body, you deprive your body of that shit. So anyways, I, I don't have to worry about him trying to rub one out. And honestly, I'm, uh, I'm not that much of a pervert where I can just jerk off. I don't like jerking off in the shower. I'm not going to jerk off in the bathroom, like a goddamn animal. And I'm not going to jerk off when there's another person there. That's just gross. So I think I'm going to go on a, a master baddical where it'll be five days with no, uh, no tugging my monkey. <laughs> Is that information you guys need to know? Who knows? But I told you regardless. Um, I think that's it gang. I think, uh, you know, it's, I'm sorry. It's under an hour, but it's not like I was saying anything that you can't live without.
You can't live without. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to get my ass in gear, prepping my, uh, prepping my life for, uh, for the next few days. And, uh, I hope you guys have a fantastic week. Uh, feel free to write in and let me know what's going on with you guys. Uh, if you saw Terminator, tell me what you thought. I want to know if you loved it. Cause I really, I was really disappointed overall uh, by that movie. Um, yeah. Or if you watched anything cool, if you saw the game changers, tell me what you thought, anything like that. You guys know, I love to hear from you. So let me know what's going on with you. And, uh, next week I will be back to tell you what is going on with me.